This is Jason from Business with Bordeaux, and you are listening to the 520 Collective Podcast, where music meets ministry and indie artists take center stage. Let's go get Let's go get 520 Collective, where music meets ministry and the indie artists take center stage. Take a ride through my old town, old me, ocean. Might need boats, cry oceans. Here, float down my old child. Feel so broke, no hope round here. Been trying to cope since like old one. Better slow down for your coastline, you might ocean. What's good, and thank you for listening to the first episode of the 520 Collective Podcast, where music meets ministry and the indie artist takes center stage. We are in the field on the Track Stars Podcast Network. And you're here with Nate Shelton and Eric Boston. This episode is sponsored by Little Red, whose latest single, Check the Time, is out now on all digital outlets. He is currently working on his first project titled Godspeed, and that is planned for release in early 2019. You can follow Little Red on Twitter at LittleRed116 to keep up what, on what he's dropping. Also, get info on 520collective.com's artist page at artist.520collective.info. Uh, this episode is also sponsored by the Solomon's Porch Podcast. The Solomon's Porch Podcast has a dual purpose, to entertain and to disciple. They discuss current day society, comic book culture, and dive into biblical topics. They also play indie artist music to help give a little more exposure. Head over to solomonsporchpodcast.com to get some of the latest comic book posts and info as well as discipleship topics and you can also find their listing on 520collective.com's platforms page at platforms.520collective.info nate how are you doing bro i am fantastic i'm excited about our first episode Uh, i know you've been chomping up the bit for this for a while too oh man i am very very excited for this man you know this is something that's been um you know in the works for a minute now and you know we it started with we launched uh officially launched the the platform on january 1st of this year uh we kind of did a soft launch with the website throughout december and um just the response to what we are trying to do here at 520 collective man has been I mean, I think just really beyond what we expected. Um, I mean, I, you know, I think we had a pretty good idea going into it um, that we thought would eventually catch on, but it's kind of caught on right out of the gate, man. Um, and, and it's very humbling. And yeah, it definitely uh, has me pumped up to get this podcast going as well. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling the same way. Like you said, we thought there'd be, you know, take a little bit of time to get going, but I, I mean, even during our soft launch, like we were getting tons of good feedback and kind of for a moment there it was a little overwhelming because we didn't weren't quite prepared for the response that we were going to get. Right. And we want to give a huge shout out to the Track Stars and the Track Stars Podcast Network uh, for providing a place for this podcast to live, as well as just you know a whole lot of encouragement and support right from the jump. Uh, also want to give a big shout out to Shantana for hooking up our intro theme. Um, I mean, I don't think we would be here doing this without what um, Sean, Ryan, and Jeremiah have done over there with Track Stars over the past 12 years. Yeah, exactly. I feel the exact same way. And big shout out and thanks to them for helping us, you know, have a platform that we can put this on. 
Definitely, definitely. Uh, say, before we jump into it, Nate, why don't you tell the people, if they're not following you already, how, how can they uh, keep track of what you have going on on social media? Uh, well, I am on Twitter at I am Nate underscore dog. Uh, follow me. I post not just indie artist stuff on there. It's a whole CHH uh, music scene that I keep track of on there. Uh, I'm locked in with a bunch of different people. I try to keep up with all the newest releases and what's going on. Um, of course, we have the playlist that I started. It's on our website as well at 520.collective.com. Uh, that's the main place where I am doing all of my CHH work on there. So at I am Nate Dog, Nate underscore Dog, and follow me there. Awesome. Guys, and you can uh, follow me on Twitter as well. It's at EricBoston3. That's at EricBoston and the number three. Uh, hit us up, man. We'd love to interact with you guys on Twitter uh, and on social media and, and definitely on 520collective.com as well. Now, normally we won't be doing this, but with it being the first episode, we want to make sure to explain a few things. Uh, and one of those things is where this whole 520 idea came from. Uh, you see, Nate and I, we've both been around CHH for a minute now, and we definitely noticed a need among indie artists that we thought we could help out with. Uh, in Acts 520, it says, Go stand in the temple and tell to the people all the words of this life. And when I read that, it really just hit me and, and kind of pushed towards the creation of this platform. You know, we want to be able to unite the indie CHH culture and give artists a place to connect, uh, not only with other artists, but with platforms and with service service providers as well. If you haven't checked out 520collective.com, please log on and find out what the collective is all about, or better yet, hit us up and see how you can get involved. We'd love for you to be a part of the collective. Uh, you can find us, like we said, 520collective.com, but you, we're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at 520CHH. That's at 520CHH on all those social media platforms. Uh, shout out to Nate and to our boy uh, Jeremy for running those uh, social media accounts and doing a fantastic job, Nate, is what you guys are doing. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I mean, it keeps, like I said, it really keeps you plugged into the community. And again, the feedback just like, I think we just started the Facebook and Instagram pages a few days ago, and the response has been tremendous on there as well. So we have definitely found something needed in the CHH community, and we're excited to fill that need for everybody. Certainly, certainly. And as far as the podcasting is concerned, guys, uh, each month we're going to be selecting one song from our submissions to play here on the show, and then we're going to break that song down. So artists, if you want to submit your song for podcast consideration, you can head over to the website, click on our submission form. It's right there on the right-hand side of the page. Send us your tracks uh, that you're looking for feedback on specifically, um, because that's what we're looking to do. We're wanting to hear it, and we're wanting to give you guys you know, hopefully some uh, just some feedback that's going to help you grow, uh, help you develop as an artist. And it really is that simple, guys. Just go on there, submit, and, you know, if we select you, you're going to get uh, your song played right here on the podcast, and we're going to break it down. So make sure you mark your calendars because we're going to be dropping a new podcast episode on the 15th of each month. 
Um, you'll be able to find them on the website as well as all major podcast streaming platforms. Uh, that's thanks to our fam over there at the Track Stars Podcast Network. Uh, we're going to be breaking down songs. We're going to do them based on five categories. So, Nate, why don't you go ahead and explain what those five categories are that we're going to be looking at when we're listening to these songs. Well, we got uh, the categories are production, the lyrical flow of the song, mixing and mastering, and uh, just one blank on the last one, if you could help me out there. Uh, and we're also going to be talking about the hook. And the hook as well. So those are the five things we're going to be looking at in each song. Uh, if you want to have me introduce the song, is yeah, definitely. What, what, yeah, man, tell us what song um, are we going to be listening to today? What, what, what are we going to be breaking down for the first time here on the 520 Collective Podcast? So for the first song on the new podcast, we're going to be listening to Just Joseph, his song Good Money, and that was, um, crap, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you just trying to think of the, the album title there? Okay, yeah, the album title is Keys to the Kingdom. Uh, like he said, guys, that is just Joseph, good money. So, Nate, why don't we just go ahead and why don't we take a quick listen to that track, man? Yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. All right. Hey, yo, what up? Keys to the Kingdom. Good news. Yo. My voice is so raspy Why you think them people try to catch me While I was out there robbing son like Jackie Ain't no bang family, just shoot the Addy I'm safe now, but my wife's still a baddie Shoot gang nice, Portland love Maddie Bless the mic, get your favorite baby daddy Yo, let me holler at you, young man I know it looks good and they said it's God's plan But I'm a convict, most of these fools are off-brand Two-Face 2, call that man Zartan I'm from the wild like Tarzan Instead of swinging from a vine, I was swinging with my nine Don't do the crime if you can't do the time They got me in the station, started singing like a mine Hey, you think you get money, man, but uh, that stuff don't last, bro Not that, not, not like that, it don't, you I would say the love of money is the root of all evil, you know what I'm saying? We gotta love God with all our heart, mind, body, and soul, you know what I'm saying? All our strength, love our neighbor as we love ourselves. You gotta love yourself too, fam. And I remember jugging at them corner spots I seen grown men do anything for soda rice Get shook and let the can blow like soda pop A couple ounces here and there, I never sold a lot And though I know a lot, my name ain't on Discovery Looking back on it, only God covered me No tag on it, only God discovered me I'm brand new, so it's no need for recovery That's restoration, but I blame their education They missed the revelation, started chasing a sensation And it's a sin nation, I don't care what them people say Y'all like the Lord ain't coming back anyway I went from drinking Henny straight Let me taste y'all fifth But I didn't know the score like I'm J.R. Smith Don't get caught up in the show But I can't waste my gift Especially if there's a chance it could save y'all kids I'm reminded of the rich young ruler 
had a desire to follow me more He sought him out And asked what must I do When the Lord told him Sell all you have and follow me He went away sad man It's Washington cause they give you too long Come on. Three strikes you're out, everybody go home Except you missed the batter, you're the reason for the song no, no. Now I'm in the county trying to read the songs Thinking about that night I should've stayed my butt home Now I'm up in court dying when I see my moms Crying to the judge, let my baby come home And it really ain't no mercy when the last name on your jersey Got a vowel on the air, feels like the world cursed me Oh so close like the man Jerome Kersey They really do you dirty if you can't afford attorney Somebody get the gurney, I'm about to pass out Took my foot off the gas and I should've smashed out No more points, I'm about to max out On the big yard, too late to back down So that was Good Money by Just Joseph, and this breakdown is being brought to you by Enoch Flow Records. EFR has been dropping hits by artists such as Jay Fish, Zay Hill, and Azrael during 2018, and now the indie label is a full LLC that is set to make 2019 a big year for Christian hip-hop. You can get an inside look at the label on Saturday nights on Instagram with EFR Live. Follow them on Twitter at Enoch Flow Record. That is Enoch Flow Record without an S, guys. So at Enoch Flow Record. Uh, Enoch Flow, where the word meets hip hop for God's glory. Nate, I'm going to let you kind of take over this breakdown session, um, kind of lead the way here. What's the first category that you want to break down on this song, Good Money by Just Joseph? Well, I'm going to start out with the production on Good Money. And really, I thought the production was really good. Um, I, it sounded really clean and professional. Uh, what did you think on your end? Yeah, I agree with you. I think the production was indeed very solid. Uh, you know, it definitely has that kind of throwbacky, you know, kind of boom bappy vibe, which I really enjoy. Um, that's definitely my lane. Uh, you know, it's got that West Coast feel to it. Um, the one thing I liked about the production, uh, Nate, was that, you know, there was enough changes within that production that, it, you know, it wasn't just repetitive. It wasn't the same sounds over and over. You know, there was subtleties in there that kind of kept my interest. And I didn't just get bored when it came to uh, the beat on this song. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, it's got that old school boom bat sound. And we're both old enough guys to really appreciate that. And I grew up listening to all that West Coast style music. So I really enjoy listening to it, the production on that as well. So next, we're going to take a look at the flow of the song. Um, I thought the flow was really good. Um, for me, the, the verses were great. Uh, I didn't like so much the uh, talking, I guess, um, in between the verses was a little too much for me. thought maybe if we could 
had just a little bit more fall of it a hook. Um, to me, that made the song feel a little longer than it was. Uh, if it could have cut a little bit of that out, I think would have really flowed a lot better. Well, uh, what do you think? What do you think on what your take of the flow was? Well, I mean, I, once again, I'm gonna agree with you. I thought the flow here on this track was good. Again, a very West Coast sound when it comes to the delivery from Just Joseph on this song. Uh, you know, but I think that's his lane, right? I mean, so whenever you know where you belong, you can deliver it in a way that it's, you know, it definitely comes out very well. Um, I would like to have heard him maybe change up his flow just a little bit more you know he definitely has a very unique voice uh to him you know not there's not uh you know a handful of songs that are coming out that sound exactly like it you know i think uh whenever you have that ability to have a vocal that can stand out as unique um you need to be able to try to maybe see how far he could really stretch himself lyrically to really make him stand out uh you know because he's got that kind of voice that i think as he grows as an artist he's going to be able to be putting out songs to where when you hear it you say oh wait that's just joseph i know that that's just joseph you know does that make sense yes yes i understand you completely on that yeah so i mean that that was my take of it i i like I said, you know, he was very straightforward. He tried to, he just stayed kind of right there, you know, just on the beat. I would have definitely liked to heard him, you know, experiment a little bit more, see if he could, um, you know, bring some, even if it's just some subtle differences in there, just to change it up just a bit. Yeah, a little bit of a change would have been nice. But overall, like, it was a very enjoyable song, and I am very particular to the West Coast sound because. One, there's not a lot of it in THH right now. And two, it's like I said, it's what I grew up listening to. So it's kind of a little nostalgic for me as well. Um, definitely the West Coast sound is going to help him kind of set himself apart from everybody else. Kind of, at times, producing the same style of music. So I really did, except for, like I said, the kind of in-between verse of the hooks and talking and that personally for me was a little much uh, which leads us into the next category which is the hook and I kind of already talked about that but the hook was was decent I think it could have been a lot better uh, there wasn't much I didn't hear much of a a little bit of a hook but then he would break that up by doing his little speaking piece and I thought the hook could have been a little bit stronger yeah I mean I think I, I, I think the hook was the weakest uh, part of this song um, now let me say this I think that there is some very good wisdom that just Joseph delivers during this hook but it, it, you know it's not a hook in the traditional sense to where you know it's that repetitive catchy it's it's definitely um him ad-libbing on top of samples um which i mean that is a you know kind of you know a characteristic of that west coast sound um but yeah i mean it, it definitely the weakest part of the song overall in my opinion uh but i like i said i do think if you can get past you know 
what's on the surface level in these, um, if you want to say, hook sections, you do have um, some very good, a very good message that's coming across if you really listen to what he's saying. Yeah, uh, no, not taking away anything from that part. Very valuable stuff that he's talking about in there. Just, I guess we're, it's not a traditional hook in the sense like you were talking about, so if you could tighten that up a little bit, strengthen the hook. I mean, the rest of the song I felt was really good. Uh, and like you, like we agree, it's, the hook was the probably the weakest part of the whole track. So definitely some potential there with the hook. Um, the, uh, overall, the weakest part of the song, which leads us to mixing and mastering. And I thought, personally, that he did a really good job with the mastering and the mixing. Everything kind of seemed, the volumes all seemed even and wasn't really drowned, didn't drown himself out in lyrics with the the music and also at the same time he didn't drown out the music vice versa so i thought the mixing and mastering was pretty well done on this track yeah i think the mix sounded pretty solid um i would have liked to been able uh, for those ad libs on those hooks to stand out a little bit more like i said i think he was saying some really good things but it got kind of lost in with those samples that were layered in there behind it um and i would have liked that message to come through a little bit clearer uh but yeah no like i mean as far as just balance there was you know there was nothing that seemed like too overpowering i think you know the vocals during the hook laid on top of the beat well um the different elements within the production uh you could hear it there's separation it wasn't muddied uh which is you know a huge thing especially i mean you got to assume that he you know definitely had you know had this mixed and mastered he, i mean he may have done it by himself i'm not sure if he did you know he did a great job you see a lot of indie guys that are you know trying to do it all on their own you know they're they're learning production they're writing they're recording they're performing they're and then they're trying to take care of their own mix and master and, and while it's maybe a noble attempt um you do you, you do run into those occasions where stuff becomes kind of muddled um and it blends you know you get that blended sound in there where you really want to hear that separation and be able to hear the the details within the recording uh and you get that here um on good money yes and like you said a lot of indie artists try to do everything some of them try to do everything on their own to one save cost and because they're trying to perfect their craft too so uh, again, I just kind of reiterate what you said, but if he did it on his own, that's great. And if, you know, it sounded clear, everything came through. And really good quality job on that part as well. But overall, I think this track was really good. Uh, and, and Nate, let me ask you this: What? Let me what, let me ask you: what, what did you think? What did you think about the writing on this song? The writing was good. It was really good. It was a great message. Um, lyrically, it was really well done. I really liked what he had to say. You know, not letting money take over your life and and uh, that nature. 
Well, I thought he did a really good job on the writing. Um, did you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think there was necessarily those lines that made you stop and go, oh, oh, snap, you know, like nothing like that, you know, nothing that just like caught you off guard. But really with this style of hip hop, that's not what it's all about. You know, um, here Joseph's giving us, you know, real life experiences. Um, he keeps it, you know, even kill. He's just, you know, giving you truth there. Um, but even so, I mean, there there still are some solid lines. Um, you know, one of my, one of the ones that really stood out the most to me was when he said, I didn't know the score like J.R. Smith. Like that, I was like, okay, okay, I can get with that. Um, you know, referring to Smith, you know, back in the NBA Finals with the Cavs and, um so that one was pretty good, but you know, like you know, his message was clear in the writing, um, the stories he was trying to share. Which I mean, when you're looking at this style of hip hop, you're looking at something that typically is telling a story. You know, it's not necessarily about uh, a bunch of metaphors or or catchy lines or stuff that's gonna surprise you. It's it's let me tell you about what I've went through. Um, and he does a good job here with that. I can, you know, definitely, you know, with what I grew up listening to, I can enjoy and appreciate the writing that Joseph has here in this song. Um, anything that you want to add in there? Um, yeah, I agree with you completely on that. You know, that, like you said, the West Coast style, sorry, it has that storytelling flavor to it. And I, with numerous songs that I listened to growing up that told so many stories. Uh, like, it was just really done. It by no means is a lyricist, you know, throwing twists and turns, metaphors, and you're catching all of them and just blowing your mind with them. But very solid writing, and I love the story that he had to tell. Right. So, I mean, obviously, you run our CHH, We Got the Sauce playlist there on Spotify. Uh, and I would say a lot of this that we've been kind of going through here are, you know, parts of what goes into the process of you deciding on whether you want to add a song to that playlist or not. So let me just ask you the question. Would Good Money by Just Joseph, would that be a song that we would see on the CHH We Got the Sauce playlist? I could definitely see that going on the playlist. Um, you know, it's, I don't look for the perfect song to go on the playlist. There's going to be something you could probably find in every song that's on that playlist. Or not, maybe not every song, but several songs. So I could definitely feel very confident putting this on the playlist. I, I just, like I said, I, it was nostalgic. I love the flow, the sound. I, I would enjoy listening to this, this if I put it on the playlist. Awesome. Uh, what would be the best advice that you would give to Just Joseph, um, you know, going forward, or just based off of this song? Um, best advice, you know, like like we kind of agreed on the hook, you know, strengthen up the hook writing, uh, maybe tone down the the background music when he's spitting those, you know words of wisdom as he was doing so you can actually really catch the message that he's giving you there 
Um, other than that, he has a really good grasp on what he's doing, and he's very polished. I think uh, for me, it would be you know going back to something that you said a minute ago was that you know this is a style that you know is not you know controlling the chh scene at this point there's definitely a place for it within the culture i think what you're gonna have to do though is find that audience and make those decisions on okay how can i best get this in front of the right people that's gonna really vibe with what i'm doing appreciate you know what's in the music um so that would be my advice to him is like you know figure out the best way to you know pinpoint that audience and get your content over to them because while it's not you know what we hear week in and week out you know on new release fridays or whatever the case may be i think you know there definitely still is a place for it within chh uh you you know there's certain you know there's a lot of different styles within the within the hip-hop um that can definitely survive and even thrive it's just a matter of figuring out okay how do i get it to the right people that's gonna help support and help you know carry this through and as probably a very small market in the CHA community but i know a lot of older heads like me and you could really appreciate this music you know i don't want to pigeonhole pigeonhole him into a particular demographic but there are there are older guys like us that are still looking for that older sound you know that we remember growing up with so definitely is something to think about for just joseph going forward all right and i know we, we didn't talk about this beforehand so i'm putting you on the spot here nate um i'm gonna let you decide on the scale but, but let's rate this song. What what kind of scale do you want to do? You want to do a five point scale, a ten point scale, and what would you rate the song overall? Uh, on a scale, a ten point scale, I would probably rate this a seven and a half. Okay. Really, I I did really enjoy it. So. Okay. And, and what I, would you put that I, on the scale? Uh, I'm I'm really close to you. I think I would if we're doing ten. I would say that I would go with about a seven on there. Um, you know, some really good qualities. You know, more positives than negatives with this track. Um, definitely, you know, some areas for improvement. Um, but yeah, you know, it wasn't one that I was sitting there saying, "Oh man, I hope this gets through quick" or anything like that, or, or something that I would skip over. You know, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, a solid seven. Sure. <laughs> definitely yeah oh certainly certainly um so guys that you know like we said good money just joseph um hit him up on spotify you know help get those streams up just help support him uh the way you would any other chh artist these guys are out here trying to you know do kingdom business and we definitely want to you know make sure that they know that we appreciate the efforts that they are putting in so we got another segment coming up for you here guys and in this segment uh we're gonna be doing it each and every podcast and that is our insider interview for the month uh this month i was able to speak with the one and only poetics about how artists should properly approach a producer and what a collaboration looks like 
when it's done the right way. This insider interview is brought to you by Damian Clinton, a graphic designer with a huge passion for music. Damian constantly pushes himself to make sure each artwork is unique. He has become a mainstay in the CHH community and can bring your ideas to life. Artists hit him up for your next single or project as he can create in a variety of styles. Check out his listing on our services page on 520collective.com. Now for his contact information, uh, the URL you want to use is services.520collective.info. And man, I mean, Damian Clinton, guys, if you you know don't know, I'm sure you've seen his artwork. He has uh, created project covers, single covers for dang near everyone in the in chh it feels like um you know definitely a lot of stuff with poetics um so just go check it out guys if you need something for your next song damien's the man to to uh, make that happen for you and we want to give a huge shout out to damien and our other sponsors little red solomon's porch podcast and enoch flow records for partnering with us for our first episode Make sure you go out and support them, guys. And we hope you enjoy this interview with Poetics. We're going to see you guys next month. All right, guys, what's up? And uh, with me on the Track Stars Podcast Network phone line right now is the one and only Mr. Poetics. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Just chilling. Awesome. Just cruising through the end of the year there you go man well thank you for uh taking a few minutes of your time and joining us on the first episode of the 520 collective podcast we definitely uh, appreciate that man yeah no problem glad to be involved in whatever way i can awesome awesome well hey before we get into to chatting why don't you tell the people just like one where can they find you how do they follow you and um you know kind of what do you have going on right now um, you can find me uh, Twitter, IG, uh, just P R O D B Y Poetics. Um, like the word poetic, but with an S at the end. Um, and then what was the other question? <laughs> <laughs> um, what What do you guys What do you have going on right now? Any? Uh, I know you're constantly dropping new material. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, got a track dropping. Uh, the first of the year um, to start 2019 um, it's me, KJ, and Dre Murray um, called Flex it's kind of like a super pump up song to get people going the beginning of the year people that are starting to work out or trying to lose weight stuff like that it's kind of a track to amp you up for whatever you're doing <laughs> nice, nice and that's a uh... Uh, CHH veteran KJ52 when you're saying KJ, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's not the first time you've worked with him either. Yeah, yeah, he's good people. We've done, um, I've had, I had a beat on his Christmas album that he just did. And then um, I had a beat on his uh, Jonah Part 2 album. I did the song he did with Cannon on there. Nice. So that was fun. He's good. He's a good guy. Well, man, and, and so are you, man. And we are excited to have you on here and just be able to chat with you for a little bit. Um, how how did you kind of get started in music and, and eventually what you know found you in CHH? Gotcha. Uh, well, I 
I've kind of been involved in the church most of my life. Late uh, uh, high school, I started. I would do because I played guitar back then. Okay. So I would do guitar at my youth group, and then I got involved in another youth group and did guitar, did vocals sometimes. But uh, my real passion was hip hop because the churches I was I was involved in at the time weren't very hip hop oriented. Um, so I did hip hop. Didn't really do like Christian hip hop, but um, when I got into college, I I was rapping at the time. <laughs> I wasn't very good at rapping, very bad. <laughs> but um, so I was rapping and recording music, and then. Um, through meeting people with different connections I would show them stuff and they were eventually like okay well these beats you're making they're alright but the rapping really isn't that good so then eventually I just started focusing on production Nice. Um, I had a God moment where I was like um, I'm going to release two singles um, one is going to be just production one's going to be me rapping and the rapping one was a song I did called I'm Just Living, which is at like, I think it's at like 700 plays or something like that. And then the production one is the Now They Gonna See song that I released with a bunch of people back in the day. And that joint's at like 20, no, I think it's at like 13,000 now. Oh, wow. It's um, so a big difference. That was my first producer single. So I was like, okay, obviously this is where God wants me. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. That was actually the first song that Zay and I did together. Oh, really? So it's, crazy, it's crazy to see how far things have came between us, you know? Oh, well, yeah, and you guys are, are absolutely killing it. You're, you're one of the dynamic duos in CHH for sure. Um, and Zay's good people, man. You know, he's... Um, kind of a friend of what we're of what we're doing here at 520 Collective as well. So we definitely appreciate you guys. Um, so one question that, oh yeah, man, and I mean he just he kills everything that he touches. It seems like too. <laughs> so one question that um, Nate wanted me to ask you was, how did you go? So did you start in Oregon? Okay, so he, he he wanted to know how you went from Oregon and ended up in, um, you're in Tennessee now, right? Yes, yeah. Um, well, when I graduated high school, I went to college uh, at a school called Trevecca Nazarene um, in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. And went there for four years and then over the course of making connections there and getting married and all that kind of stuff. I just decided to stay in Tennessee for a while. Well, and it's a good place to be for music too, right? Yeah, it's a, re <laughs> it's a real good area. Um, definitely a lot of connections. And a lot of people live there, so it's easy to get a hold of people, whether you're looking for producers or um, even engineers, studios. There's all kinds of stuff there. Right. And specifically, I mean, Christian hip-hop, you got almost all of Reflection Music Group is in Nashville. You got Aaron Cole, uh, Capital Music is in Nashville. So a good amount of the artists on Capital are there. 
Um, every time. <laughs> and you're not and you're not too far from Atlanta, which is obviously a hotbed for CHH at this point. Four hours away. I've been down there a few times for some stuff with track stars. Um, what are the other cities? Memphis is about four hours away. Cool. So it's like you got a lot of other um, music cities that are pretty close, which is cool. Awesome, awesome. So, as a producer, are you kind of willing to work with about anybody, or or do you have like? Um, a particular process that you go through and figure out, yeah, this is someone that I want to work with? Um, well, it kind of depends. Um, it depends on what they're wanting to do because uh, I'm definitely very, very picky when it comes to, like, full collaborations. Um, so, like, the singles I release with people, a lot of times I'll have people hit me up, like, hey, man, can I get on one of your songs? And I'm like, well, I kind of don't really do it like that um but if you're looking to buy beats we can do that um but most of the time for like songs that i i release like collaborations with people it usually stems from me making a very specific beat and this me being like i know i want to release this as one of my own tracks and then i reach out specifically to people that i think would really fit it Gotcha. And, um, a lot of the time it's like I want to get people on something that I think they would kill but would be really different from what they normally do. Um, so that's like why the track I did Now They Gonna See, um, I got Jerry Mott on that a while ago and he's very like, like that's a dark beat. And so it's, it's something different for Jerry but he killed the hook so it's like it's something very different, so it's appealing to someone who digs like that music but wants to hear something different from them, you know? For sure, for sure. Same with KJ. Um, KJ's known more for like boom bap type stuff, but every time I get him on something, it's like a super aggressive banger type thing because I'm trying to like do something different, you know? Yeah, well, and you know whenever you hear a uh, a song that's produced by Poetics, like, I mean, you, you can tell it. I mean, not only from the from you bringing the drums in, but, I mean, just, you, you get that feel. You're like, oh, this has got to be um, one of Poetics' tracks, so. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to do that as much as I can, just get, like, a, and definitely I've tried to get a uh, level of quality, which is also why I'm so picky about the people that I release stuff with is because um, I feel like if I'm doing a full collaboration with someone, in a way, I'm very much co-signing them. Right. And uh, there's been a lot of people in like Christian hip hop in the last few years that have kind of gone ghost or um, they disappear or drop out of faith and stuff. So it's like, I want it to be like 100% authentic to where it's like, well, and, and you know, I know 10 years down the road, that person's still going to be like in the community doing stuff, you know, for sure. And it seems like, you know, you hit on that uh, cosign. It seems like a lot of people are looking for that cosign right now more than they're worried about 
um, just putting in their work and kind of paying their dues. If they can get someone to say, hey, you know, this guy's rocking or, or this gal's rocking, whatever, um, that's more important than, than the hard work, it seems like sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, there's definitely a lot of people that are grinding on their own and killing it, but, um, like, for example, I don't know if you know uh, who Camden is, K-A-M-B-A-M. Um, I, I believe so. He's a super dope artist. He's been on Rapzilla a bunch of times recently. Okay. But, um, he's super dope. And he doesn't do really like a lot of features or anything like that. And it's like that's the kind of thing that can really raise your stock. Um, because like there's, for example, like Zay does tons of features all the time, and he's very known for that. But then there's also guys that are known for like not doing a lot of features, and they don't have tons of people on their songs too. So it's like you gotta pick your lane and kind of go down it. But there's room for both. Certainly, certainly. So, um, do, does the way that an artist approach you, does that matter at all whenever you're trying to make that determination on if you want to work with them or, or possibly looking at doing one of those uh, collaborative singles? Um, yeah. Um, if someone hits me up and they haven't heard any of the singles I've released. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty quick way to um, kind of get a get, get a little suspect. Um, I've definitely had people because I'll have like uh, Canon or KJ or someone post something and tag me in it. And then I'll have an artist hit me, like, hit me up out of the blue just be like, like almost like an hour after. So it's like, I know that's the reason. <laughs> right. It's because they saw me tag them X post. And then they come to me and they're just like, hey man, let's work on this. And I'm like, okay, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not just going to work just because you, you DM me. Like, but then I'll have people hit me up like doing the same thing. And they hit me up just like, where can I hear beats? or like what your price is and that's very different for like like I'll sell a beat to them real quick off that because they hit me up they're like what are your prices I say X to Y depending what you need and then they're like okay this is my email and I've had people hit me up and then I sell beats to them like we're done within an hour <laughs> and they have a beat like that and then um, for like collaborations and stuff, it's like uh, there's definitely people that I work with that like I don't know them really, really well, but like we've built over time. Uh, so for example, like uh, I did an EP a while ago with Plain James, and before that, like before we did that, we didn't really like know know each other really well. Okay. We just talked a few times online, and uh, but I knew based off uh, his personal branding and uh, his messages and his music and how he <coughs> carried himself on social media and stuff. I was like, okay, 
this is someone I can co-sign easy because I know how like rooted he is in his face and uh, in the music industry like he's been consistent and released good music and it's all got tons of biblical stuff in it and I'm like he's not gonna just disappear out of nowhere I can co-sign that guy cool and we got a ton of love for the little EP we did together Oh man, it was a it was a really good EP. I haven't listened to it in a minute, but it was I know it was very solid. So Oh yeah, man. Well, I mean, shoot anything you do. So obviously, I mean, I like that you were talking about uh, a faith there. I mean, do you is that something that you make a priority to kind of see where these artists are as far as like when it comes to you know, just that relationship with God and and how that impacts, like, how it looks on you as a reflection if you do work with them? Yeah, um, I definitely, because it's, it's very different for, like, I'll work with, I'll work with artists all the time that aren't Christian at all. Like, I'll produce, I'll give them beats or sell beats to them uh, just because I like their music. But if someone's in the Christian field and, um, it seems to me that they're kind of like iffy about the whole thing and they're using some words here and there that are a little make me a little hesitant or the message is kind of off like they're a Christian hip-hop artist like they say they're a Christian hip-hop artist but all their music's like seems kind of bitter or they're posting stuff that's like um kind of subtweeting other artists or uh, it's just kind of too negative then I'll definitely be hesitant to work with them because I'm like I don't know what you'll say or do that will make me look bad you know gotcha gotcha so it's definitely like um, but it's like for example like if I was to work with if we're talking mainstream like Kevin Gates or somebody I would be a lot less hesitant because I know what he's gonna do. Like, I know what he's gonna say and what he's gonna do because he's very consistent with his quality and message and all that. Okay. So let me ask you this. Does skill ever outweigh etiquette? Like, has there ever been a time where someone has approached you, maybe not in the perfect way that you would want them to, but you were able to hear kind of what they brought to the table and you were like, man, I mean, yeah, maybe they came at me a little sideways, but they're, they're so good at what they're doing that I'm going to overlook that and go ahead and work with them. Or does, or is it about going about your business the right way? Um, I'd say there's kind of been both. Um, I've definitely had people that I have not enjoyed working with because uh, they make it difficult. But at the same time, I'm like, the song is quality, sounds good in the end, comes out well, it's a good reception, people enjoy the song. I might, I might not work with that person again. <laughs> but um, it definitely does its thing. Um, even though they came at me um, very 
What's the word? Unprofessional or um, somebody comes at me like uh, expectant of free stuff. Gotcha. Like sometimes I'll be a little hesitant, but it's like if I know the song is going to be good enough or it'll get X amount of love from playlists or that kind of stuff it's you kind of just gotta roll with the punches a little bit sometimes but then there's other times where people reach out to me and they're like the music's really good but they reach out to me and they're just like like I've had people um, say like hey man I want some beats from you blah 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 I was talking to X artists and you can tell when they're trying to get something for free because they'll name drop someone really big that they're friends with or they've been at a concert <laughs> right like they're like i met x artist and they told me to hit you up for beats and i say okay cool well what's your budget they're like i don't have a budget mm-hmm. and i'm like okay well i do have to charge uh for my time for production because I am a married guy. <laughs> right. Like, I have a wife. I have an apartment that I have to pay rent. And I have all this happening. And they're just like, oh, well, uh, I was thinking that we could do something, like, collaborative. And I'm like, okay, well, you just reached out to me. I don't really know you like that. Um, we could do something like that eventually if I get to know you a little better. But it's like... Just being that quick to reach out to someone and hit them up like that can make you come off very pushy. Yeah. And that can even be worse once you get to making music with somebody or <laughs> because it's very small when you're doing like a social media thing, but that shows like the bigger parts of your personality, you know? Right. For sure. For sure. Um, so what is just some of the best advice that you feel like you could give to an indie artist, whether they've been, you know, kicking around in CHH for a minute, or if they're just kind of starting up, like what's the best piece of advice you want to throw out there to them? Um, I would say, um, if you're a new artist, don't come out into the industry until you're, uh, fully ready. Uh, because some people get into the end like they get really quickly into the industry and they're like okay I bought a hundred dollar mic on Amazon and they're like I don't know anything about mixing I don't know anything about production I'm gonna record a song and then like that's good but then they go okay I'm gonna pay for distribution for the song I'm going to send it into Rapzilla. I'm going to send it into Jam the Hype, all those places, track stars. And then they send it out and they don't get any response. Um, it gets rejected. This is basically what I did before. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm speaking from 100% my experience. Um, and then it really kind of falls on deaf ears and no one listens to it. And then people get salty because it's not going anywhere and um, I would say the best thing you could do would be to wait and continue to craft your sound until you get people that are like 
Oh, my nose is all jacked up. <laughs> You're right. But uh, until you get that quality to where it's the same quality as people on that website or blog or whatever. And uh, what I did was I surrounded myself with people like Cannon and um, Zay Hill, Surfer Wolf, people like that. And I was sending them songs saying like, give me feedback, is this good enough quality to release for the stuff, etc. And um, I didn't do it until I, like I wouldn't release stuff back then until I was getting 100% like love for it. Gotcha. And um, for new artists, I would say, uh, I'm not new artists, for artists I've been in it for a while, I would say don't be afraid to um, rebrand because a lot of people that have been around for a while, um, they're very like, they have their own brand and then they try to do something that's completely out of their brand. <laughs> and it doesn't work at all where it's like if they would have kind of released it, like wait a little while and then under like another name or something, they rebranded and released a new song under a new name. That's what, um, Thomas E. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Ianucci. Right. Uh, that's that's basically what he did. He's been getting a good amount of reception for it because uh, he had music released, but um, and he had gotten some love for it. But at the same time, like he rebranded himself really well and got a lot of people behind him. Um, got some quality songs recorded, and then has been getting a good amount of love and positive reception for it which is awesome for him because he deserves it yeah yeah and it seems like everything that uh <clears throat> excuse me everything that thomas has kind of dropped since he made that name change i mean it, it just you can see the growth in each release yeah it's awesome so he's um another example of like um, i'd say another one would be um illuminate he has been around for a long time but he kind of rebranded himself over the past few things he's released and has released tons of dope stuff <laughs> right well to, to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying there for new artists um i think it's definitely you know important that you get that feedback and if you're listening uh, to our podcast and you haven't been on to our site at 520collective.com that's www.520 all spelled out not numbers and then collective.com um, hit us up because that's what we want to be able to be for you guys is just um, a place where you can come in share what you're trying to do and we want to partner with you and help you grow uh, not only your ministry but your style um, and provide you guys with you know, just some helpful tips like what you're getting right now from a seasoned producer, you know, in the culture that, you know, regardless, I, and place you can kind of correct me if I'm wrong here, but I would say that, you know, even if someone comes to you and they are not quite where they need to be for you to want to 
um, throw them on a track, that doesn't mean that you don't want well for them and you don't want to see them grow and help push them forward so that they can get on that poetics track down the down the road, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, well, awesome, man. I think that kind of you know hits on everything that we wanted to touch base on today. Um, once again, man, super appreciative of you taking some time and being on you know, this first episode of our podcast. Uh, is there anything else that you want to get out there before we wrap things up? Um, not really. Um, just, I hope that we can uh, connect some people that have potential with the right people out in the industry to be able to really affect some people. And I hope that, um, People don't get too caught up in the business and forget about uh, what they're really doing it for, you know. Uh, at the end of the day, it is Christian hip-hop, so. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, guys, thanks you for turning for tuning in to the first episode of the 520 Collective Podcast, where music meets ministry and the indie artists take center stage. We will see you next month.